Hey, it's Jerry Gherkin coming from Taylor Kia, and I'm here with my friend Megan. Welcome, Megan. Hello. How are you? I'm awesome. Today's a great day. We're <laughs> up and breathing and moving and that's right. beyond blessed. That's right. So uh, today I wanted to talk a little bit about success. Grant Cardone puts it best, I think, in that success is your ethical duty. What, what does that mean to you? Success. That quote or just success in general? Well, well su- I think like, say it again. Success is your ethical duty. Man, that's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me help out a little bit. Yeah, so I'm yeah. um, like, you need to be successful to, uh, to help your family. Sure. You, know, okay. you need to be successful to um, help your employer unless you're self-employed. So um, if you look at it from that perspective, then I think it challenges you more uh, than just uh, the day-to-day grind of coming into work and, and making a paycheck. No, yeah, I love that. I guess I, I guess I was like not in the mindset to think of it that way. Like it is your ethical duty to provide for your family or leave something lasting for the people in your life and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think most people... Um, I mean, we're not doing this solely for ourselves, I guess, right? right? I mean, no. some people are. Some people are out there grinding for themselves, which is great too, but you have kids. Like I have kids. That's what we're doing, right? Right, and I think most most people that do have kids are looking at wanting to position their their children <clears throat> to have a better life than what they had. Sure, right. A couple of things I wanted to bring up. A couple of bullet points. Um, the most valuable commodity that we have is time, and um, absolutely, you don't want to waste your time. You don't want someone else to waste your time. Right. You don't want to waste other people's time. So we need to focus on. And I talked about this in the last podcast. You have your your dash, and you have from when you were born and when do you when you die. Mm-hmm. So. You have so much time. It's scary sometimes to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but you're right. You're very, it's very true. Time is very precious. Yeah, and we, sh- we should uh, take advantage of every opportunity that we have. And, you know, what, what is like uh, your definition of success? Because some people think that uh, success is all about money and it's not necessarily that. No, I think if, I guess for me, if I had to define it, I would like success to be related to hard work integrity, um, morality, all of that. Like, I don't want to become successful doing things that are, you know, shady or dishonest. Sure. You know, um, I want my child to see me become successful through hard work and grit and tenacity and things like that. So, and obviously money is part of it. Um, But happiness too, I think is a huge part of it. I think we're coming into a generation maybe where, People are choosing happiness over uh, just just working a job or you know doing sure. something just for a paycheck. Yeah, I think society dictates a lot of that. Where we look at <clears throat> success as you're um, a CEO of a company or the, or you're right. uh, you have a big house or you have a nice car or you have a summer home. Yeah, or, things. And that's the definition of success, and I think right. Facebook drives a lot of that because we we see what's out there and what other people yeah, have, social and media. then yeah. we kind of wish that we lived in their world and. Right. You know, everybody's got their own stuff they're doing and going through and um but but some some people's definition of success just might be uh, being able to put food on the table right. and having a roof over their head. Right. So everybody has a different definition of success. Mm-hmm. And uh <clears throat> but I want to tell you a little story um because I I get a little frustrated when I hear uh people talk about how um they don't get any breaks because mm-hmm. this person wronged them or 
you know, and it's like, I want to tell you a story about um, a friend of mine who I met back in college. Mm -hmm. uh, we had the University of Leningrad came to uh, Finley, where I wrestled at, and uh, an international exchange. And the Saturday where they were going to get ready to leave, uh, through an interpreter, this young man said that he wasn't going back. Okay. So this was back in 1992. Okay. And he didn't go. And they left and he stayed. And he didn't know a word of English. Right. He had the clothes on his back and a duffel bag. Right. That was it. Can you imagine? I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine. Right. And so um, fortunately at the University of Finley, we have an intensive language institute. Right. And they thrust him into that. And mm -hmm. this, this gentleman was a world-class wrestler, but he wasn't able to uh, break the national team in Russia because of political reasons. So his goal was to be an Olympic champion. That was his only way of doing it. So the reason why I tell you this story is, is um, he ended up uh, living with my wife and I in our first year of marriage. Oh, wow. Because he, he didn't have Aww. a place to stay, and we had an ex extra bedroom, and I was a captain of the wrestling team. So sure, um, he stayed with me, taught me a lot more about wrestling, and I taught him about our culture. Right. Shortly thereafter, he got uh, a job as a assistant wrestling coach at, at Indiana, and then ended up back at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Ended up marrying a girl from Seymour, Indiana. They've got four children. Wow. He runs his own business mm -hmm. in in Columbus. Lives in Powell, mm -hmm. and uh, is wildly successful. Why do I say that? Because here's a cat that right. had nothing, you know, and we're, a lot of us are born in this, in the great we are. United States yeah, of America, and absolutely. we have all the opportunities, but, but so how did he define his success? You know, he had the drive, the work ethic, surely didn't get a lot of breaks, None. but he, but he right. made his own right. to make it happen. Yeah, what, I guess I see that a lot. I think you see that as much as you see uh, flashy things on social media, you do see these stories come by like this one maybe, where it's like inspiring and it's like, holy crap, like what do I have to complain about? What's keeping me back from being successful? Nothing. Nobody's telling me I can't make this much money. Nobody's telling me I can not do this. Like why Why does it seem there are a lot of us who feel like we got the short end of the stick? I don't know. Well, I have felt that at times. I have. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a mindset and how you change the way you're in. Meredith and I were talking about the law of attraction. Yeah. Right. And I want to little brief story when when or an example that i use with uh, a lot of people when i'm talking about this is have you ever been running late to an appointment or to work <laughs> have i ever been late <laughs> i'm like chronically late <laughs> yes i have been late well just well, a few times. ultimately what 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 i see happening is is when we are running behind and then do you always hit the stoplights Oh my God. Or my shirt gets like stuck in the door or I spill coffee or I forget my, yeah, everything. Yep. Or you get behind a slow driver sure, or tractor. a school bus yep. or, or somebody that decides that they want to stop in the four lane road <laughs> and they don't have to stop on a four lane road when there's a school bus. Oh, I get so many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but then the reverse is let's say you're in a flow sure, and um, you're just cruising and you hit every light and you make it and everything is right, right as rain. Um, I think what happens there, I know what happens is we project mm -hmm. out to the universe and then that comes back to us and, and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's that simple though. When you really think about it, it is that simple. Yeah. When you leave and you're just like, son of a gun, and you're late, you do hit all those things. You do hit all those roadblocks. It's true. It's so that I, simple. I've, I've trained my mind because mm -hmm. I know I've, I've run late before, but I've trained my mind to understand and project out that I'm going to hit every stoplight and okay. I'm going to make it to work on time. And yeah. Because I'm I'm a slave to the clock. I truly am. I yeah. Got, if if I'm on time, I'm late, and that's that's the way I roll. Mm -hmm. But my yep. my oldest daughter and my wife are different. They're like you. <laughs> my youngest daughter is like me. 
in that respect. I know. My poor friends and family, when I'm like, yeah, I'm 10 minutes away, they're like, half hour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I started, uh, I've been married 28 years, and I started, I guess I was visualizing what what it would be like when I come home from work and all the girls are sitting with their ankles crossed and their white gloves on the couch ready to go. (laughs) And that never happened. That was never reality. So I started... Telling, telling my wife that, let's say we had to be somewhere at 6.30, I tell her we had to be there at 6. That's smart. My boyfriend does that to me. Because then that way. Commonly. I, I knew. We, and I wouldn't be so stressed out and fre- freaking yeah. out because I'm like, we got to go. Let's yeah. go. We got to go. Yeah. So, no, you're right, though. If you do imagine, you just, if you just are like, eh, you trust in the universe, I guess, right? Trust that it's going well, to. Well, I think you expect great things. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we talk about success, you have to expect great things to happen to you. Mm -hmm. Too many times we focus on our past experiences. You're right. And we focus on what's negative and what's happened. What's kept us back or what's... And so then what do we project out? Right, right. Then that comes back to you. Yeah. So if you change your mindset to expect great things, Mm -hmm. then um, those great things come back to you. A little little car analogy. Um, I tell a lot of people, I look at life like you're sitting in the driver's seat of a car. Okay. You have the windshield and the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. And you should use each accordingly. So mm-hmm. the windshield is big, it's in front of you, and it's what's out there. And the rearview mirror is small, Yep. and it's behind you. We can spend a little bit of time there to reflect. And, it's necessary. And, yeah. and, and not make mistakes that we have in the past, but don't t- spend a ton of time back there because there's nothing you can do about it. I love it. that, Jerry. Well, thank you. That's so good. <laughs> clever. It's so good and clever. Yeah, I've been somebody who I probably, I think too, when you surround yourself, you probably get it goes hand in hand surround yourself with people who are like-minded like that you know who who believe in positivity and you know just envisioning something it changes who you are too you can't feel this way with being around somebody who's woe is me or yeah you know you, you need to uh, it's like pruning yeah you know you prune the the dead branches right and then you're going to grow and blossom so right if you're if you're hanging out with people that are uh, not like-minded mm-hmm uh, and we probably have a group of friends that we've known for a very long time sure. and probably realize that they're not healthy for us. Right. But right. just because we've known them this long, we feel obligated to continue the relationship. Well, right. it's time to prune Do you them. think they hate our positivity? <laughs> <laughs> do you think as much as we're like, man, do you think they're like, gosh. I don't just- think I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think some, you know, some haters are going to hate. You're always going to have that. But I think a lot of people um, look up, appreciate look you. Look forward to maybe seeing yeah. you. As much as it might be work for us, it could be something like a part, a joyful part for them in a way. But a way to grow yourself yeah. though, as a person, as a human being, is to look up for friends, mm-hmm. not laterally or not down. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those people that are, are still, you're hanging out and you're elbow to elbow with. And sure. if you want to grow and be successful and, and continue to point the needle north, you need to look up for other people that right. are more successful than you. And maybe get some interaction with them. That's right. So I talk about uh, a little quote I got from uh, T.D. Jakes. He's an okay. inspirational speaker. Okay. He's really cool. He says, always feed your mind. You cannot lead if you cannot read. So being a lifetime learner like and uh, trying to listen to as many books as I can or podcasts and, right. and just feeding my mind is, is also a way to help increase um, and motivate you to be uh, successful and, and reach the, the levels that you should reach. Because a lot of people think, Okay, this is success, but you're you're limiting yourself mm-hmm. because you can do great things mm-hmm. and you can you can be bigger than what you you think you can be. Mm-hmm. Um, what sets you apart from somebody else? You get the same twenty four seven, three sixty five. It's just whether you, whether or not you want to make a million dollars or 
a billion dollars for that matter, right. if that's what it is, or, or get that time off and have six weeks of vacation a year, right? or work four-day work week. You know, mm-hmm. that Google did a, did a uh, study about how uh, people are more productive when they, they work a four-day work week as opposed to a five- to six-day work week. So true. You're just fresher and you're more in, engaged. And I've worked in a lot of settings, but like sometimes there's a lot of wasted time like throughout the day in an office or in a, you know, like people are like shuffling papers. Do you, have you read 4-Hour Workweek? What's his name? Tim Harris. Have you read that? No, I haven't. I haven't made it all the way through. And there's, you know, it's all applicable in maybe some ways. Um, but he does, maybe it was that book. I don't know. I think it was that book. It might have been a different one, but it was like meetings and like how meetings are just a time suck. It's just like an excuse for people, for like successful people to come together and like talk about. Now, I know sometimes they're necessary, right? But a meeting sometimes, like these weekly meetings or something like that, sometimes can just be like a waste at times or keep you from doing something that's really meaningful in the job or whatever, you know? I don't or they become redundant. Redundant, sure. It's the same thing every time. We, I've been through many sales meetings through the years and it seems like we're talking about the same thing over and over and over again. It's like the yeah. the, the parents on the Peanuts cartoon. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you check out mentally and, and you're just not even there and it, it, is, right. it, is, it is a time sucker. And but I've been to your B&I. Yeah. No, no, uh, and I'm, you change it up. You play music in the beginning. Do you s- and Jerry's just like ready to go, and I, pumping and I have, people up. I have great jokes too. You do? Yeah, they're a little. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of, I'm the king of dad jokes. <laughs> dad jokes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny the evolution of my dad jokes. I started doing that. My wife was like, "What are you doing? Is this like a midlife crisis?" I guess. Oh. You started because I just started telling jokes about uh, two years ago, and then all of a sudden tagging me on this joke and that joke. So now I'm got. I have all kinds of you material. Oh, now I have to tell a joke. Well, this is my. <laughs> It's my wife, Tina's favorite joke. She's like, uh, why did the scarecrow win the award? Why? Because he was outstanding in his field. (laughs) (laughs) See, I mean, who wouldn't laugh at that? No, I I like him. But yeah, so so, uh, making people laugh is is an important thing in my life. That's one of the things that I I get my kicks out of watching people succeed. And and I I like to make people laugh because uh, adults don't laugh very much anymore. We're too serious. Right. You know, and you got to enjoy life. Right. Because winter's coming. Oh God! Dun dun dun! Do you know what I mean by yes, that? Yes, yes, yeah. Because we're we're not going to be we're not promised tomorrow. No, we got today. Mm-hmm. Carpe diem, seize the mm-hmm. day. Yeah. So I would rather go through life laughing than crying. That's right. So we talked about a lot of different things, Megan, mm-hmm. and, and uh, told you a story about my buddy Miran and right. and his success story, and and I could tell you countless other stories about people that have went from rags to riches, and yep, and then uh, also kind of get a. a better idea about what what success is so how, how would you define success for you now I think I've had some time to think about it now and I, I think success to me def- it would be um, happiness at this point it wasn't always that but now I think it would be just being happy um, making enough money to uh, you know be able to provide and have a little fun with um, and inspiring people I think um, at the end of the day, like you like to do as well, make people laugh, inspire people, change their lives in some way. Do you think that uh, doing something that you love doing is is a definition of success? Yes, for me. So one question that I would pose is if m- you were independently wealthy, mm-hmm. you needed for nothing, mm-hmm. and you could do anything in the world, and not just travel the world sure. or something, but you could do anything in the world, what would that be? I would be a fashion designer. Or I'd be in fashion some way, maybe like a fashion merchandiser or a stylist. 
I really like fashion. I like clothing. And it's always been a passion of mine since I was little. Like I used to dress up all the time. Um, but yeah, I guess if I had to really like something that really brought me pure joy, it would be like the clothing industry. What you're doing right now is, is, is providing income and providing uh, stability for you and your family. So what do you have to do to take the next step to toward possibly Towards doing that? that? Yeah. Well, I actually have been. Um, I like vintage clothing and I like thrifting. So um, I do have a little, I'm in the works of um, kind of launching a little vintage. So um, in, it's in a way that's like, it's able to feed that part of me. Um, I'm happy in what I do day to day, but it's also then allowing me to like feed that part of me that I love. It's awesome. Yeah. So I challenge a lot of people this uh, with this because when you do take the time and, and to reflect and see exactly what your passion is, that's what you should be doing. But oftentimes we don't do that because we feel that fear, uh, man, I'm not going to make the money. I'm not going to be able to survive. Right. <clears throat> right. But then you take those little steps. You still maintain that, that employment that you have. Right. Um, that pays the bills. Sure. But you're also um, working that extra time yeah. on the side to to grow that side of you and then um, eventually step into that completely mm-hmm. or, as it presents itself. And to me, I think that part of it, it doesn't, at this point in my life, I don't have to have a full-time career in that. Like it's just something that I do love that I think I need to like scratch that part of me constantly. You know what I mean? It's not that I don't love what I do to make money. Um, it's just like this other part of me that's just like wildly like obsessive about fashion and clothing that's like, well, I should be doing something in that in that realm. And is it would it be really realistic for me to go into the fashion industry right now? I mean, it could, I could, but I don't see myself doing that. I see myself doing this, what I'm doing right now. And I think that my life has provided everything the way it has been and everything's happened for a reason to get me to the maybe this point. I know that's really cliche, but like I would, I don't know if I would want to do it full time, but I would really love selling used clothing that I've rummaged through at a thrift store that I think is awesome and would look great on somebody. So you know what I mean? It doesn't have, I don't believe that your passion necessarily is that like front runner, you know, mm-hmm. um, people love to paint. You, you should paint, you should paint in your free time. If it, maybe it can't be your full-time job, but paint every night when you come home from work. You know what I mean? It doesn't always have to be something that makes you money. Do you, uh, do you know the story of uh, Colonel Sanders? Yeah, Kentucky I think. Fried Chicken? Because a lot of times I think people think, okay, I'm, I've, I've missed my window of opportunity for success. And right. I'm just, here, here's my lot in life and here's where I'm at. Well, do you know that Colonel Sanders, who's the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken, yep. he didn't get his um, chef's certificate or license sure. until he was 40. Sure. And then he didn't actually franchise until he was 62. Mm-hmm. And then at 75, he was actually recognized as one of the sure. all-time food creators in America yeah. or whatever you want to call that. But um, And then he sold the business for, he mm-hmm. went from nothing to mm-hmm. selling the franchise to, for billions of dollars. And then he passed at 85 and then that was when he right. finally started to get recognized. So the reason why I bring that up is just because you're 52 doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. mean that no. you can't jump out there and no. make this happen and, and do things that... Uh, you're widely crazy about. I guess what I mean about not monetizing everything would be, I listen to a lot of um, like entrepreneurial podcasts and from people like all different, all different things. And a lot of the success stories start with them just loving what they do, loving that little thing that maybe is a side hustle or maybe it's that side thing that they are just scratching that part of them. 
but then it blossoms because of the passion and the love for it. For me personally, I just don't want to ever come to the end of my days and, and reflect back Say and, have, you wish you and have, I have any regrets. A regret, exactly. And you know, I wish I exactly. would have when yeah. I could have um, and but those kind of things. But maybe, maybe though, for me, I, I feel the same way, but you know, it's not necessarily, I don't want to look back. Maybe I did make money off of it. Maybe you didn't make money off of it, but you did it, right? Right. And in, enjoyed it. Right. Right. Yeah. We talk about, you know, you're not promised tomorrow, but mm-hmm. in, enjoy your day and what you have today. Mm-hmm. Um, one illustration, it's a, uh, it's a cartoon and I've referenced it many times in counseling other people. There's a, a miner and he's in a tunnel and he's got his pickaxe over his shoulder and he's got his back to where he was just picking. Mm-hmm. And one more swing was the gold vein. Because a lot of times I see, I see people, they're, they're right, right at that, right. that pinnacle yep. of success. Yep. And it's going to blow up for them. Yep. And then they're like, all right, I'm done. Right. Take that one more swing. Take Keep that going. one more step. Keep, Keep going. moving forward. Yep. And uh, success is out there for I you. I love that. I love that. Well, it's been great chatting with you. Yeah, today. thanks for having me, Jerry. And uh, tune in next week. Yep. And uh, we'll do it again. 